Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Our guest today is a board member on the AGC of Missouri board, Mike Deal. Mike is a project executive for Holland Construction Services. Mike, thanks for being here today. Len, thanks for having me. Mike, tell me about how you got into construction. You uh, are an intelligent young man. What inspired you to decide (laughs) that construction was a, a great career path? Well, it all started probably right as I got out of high school. One of the things that I decided to do out of high school was get a job. That's and, always a good idea. And it, it was, but um, there was also that school thing, too, that you needed to do. But I wanted to make some money and start getting out on my own a little bit more. So I had landed at a local landscaping company. and um, Sort of a summer job? or No, no. It, it turned into a full-time job. And uh, it was, when you, when you say landscaping, sometimes you think maybe, oh, you know, you're doing landscape beds around people's houses. Well, this was more construction-based, a lot of retaining walls light equipment, mini mm-hmm. excavators, things like that. And I just, I, I grew to love that and that in the fact that you could get in, start a project, build it, and then see that finished product was just something that really, really, um, that drove me towards construction. So I had a, a friend that was in the construction management program at SIUE, uh, and he talked me into that. So I ended up going there and working mostly full-time while I was doing that until about the last year and a half when I decided Let's get this done, and I uh, put the the landscaping career to the side, finished school, and landed at Holland. So retaining walls were sort of the, your first step towards. Yeah, yeah, it was it was that field labor experience that was that was something that was exciting to me. I always, as I was growing up, I always had a job. I started working when I was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. um, washing dishes, and the monotony really got to me over the years. So I always had a job. And that monotony just didn't work for me. And this was something that I had never experienced before. You go in, you start a job, you finish it. There's always something new. And that's what really intrigued me uh, about getting into construction. So you went to SIUE, completed that, went to work right out of college then for Holland. Yep. I uh, actually did my internship there while I was in college still. And for some reason, they decided to keep me after the internship. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Well, what have, what have you been doing in Holland since you started there? What's been your career path there? Sure. So I obviously started off as an intern. And right out of school after graduation, they, they brought me on full-time to work as a project engineer. And I did that through the economic downturn. Um, so that was, you know, 07, 08, 09. That was yeah, tough times. That, it was very tough times. But uh the leadership at Holland did a great job of keeping us all busy and, and keeping us moving. And I had the opportunity to to work on a, a our biggest project at the time in the history of our company down at SIU Carbondale. It was a joint venture with J.E. Dunn. And I learned a lot down there. And I came back a totally different project engineer than I went down there. So that sort of took you from 
the landscape walls up to a, a totally different oh, level. Oh, yeah. Really. Yep, yep, yep. I, you know, I had the experience of doing the submittals and the RFIs and all that from some, some projects around here. But when that project came about, I, uh, I saw it. My wife and I had just got married. We're just buying a house, and I saw that that project was there, and it had an opening. So I went into uh, my boss's office, Mike Marshall. It's like, hey, do you think I could do that project? Well, you know, you're going to have to be down there. Like, that's fine. So it was a, a couple-year project, but I would never trade that experience in. That was one of the best experiences of my life. Really stretched. Oh, yeah. Yep. Really stretched you and took you to an area yeah. you weren't comfortable with, but you grew from it. Oh, absolutely. And there were some uh, some great cohorts down there from from the other company, from Dunn. Um, I learned a lot and still talk to them to this day periodically. And uh, so we had a, a team of Holland and a team of Jay Dunn down there, and we grew together. And I just it was, it was a great experience for me, and I brought back a lot from that. Now, since that time, what sort of projects have you been working on? So you name it, I feel like I've done it. Um, when I came back, it was, at the time, a lot of schools, um, mm-hmm. K-12 through schools. So I was working a lot on a lot of schools. Spent some more time down in southern Illinois in the Carbondale-Marion area, working on some schools down there, and eventually made my way back up here. And started getting into some retail health care was something that uh, I started doing. I had the opportunity to do a... Uh, a project I really enjoyed it. It was because it was very challenging, but it was a uh, a remodel, a C-section suite remodel. Um, they needed to basically update the OR and the C-section suite. So we're in there doing construction while babies are being born wow. next door or on the other wow. side of the wall. So it was very, very delicate. But man, it was it was a great learning experience, and I think that that's what um, really drove my my passion to continue that healthcare. So anytime there's a healthcare sort of project, I want to be involved in that. You lived through the 2008 recession. You lived through all that. You've seen all the challenges that have come up in construction since then. Where do you see the market headed going forward? What sort of challenges do you see ahead? I mean, 2008 was a lot of challenges. And now it seems like we're at the other end of the spectrum. Instead of no work, there's way too much Mm -hmm. work. So what sort of challenges do you see for the industry in the next 12 to 18 months? Yeah, well, going back to 2008, that's when I first, obviously, we just talked about it, I first joined the industry, and everything just kind of, it was snap of the fingers, it felt like it all just fell out from underneath us. It was uh, very weird. This is uh, a little bit different. It seems like we've been dealing with it for quite some time, and it doesn't feel like it's going away. Where do I see it headed? That's hard to tell. Um, I get a, a report every month, kind of a market update report from a uh, consultant every month. And some of the things are still the same. You know, the the availability of labor is so short that it's putting pressure on wages. Um, I think every contractor in the area has has experienced that. So the volatility of commodities, we just, it, it's, it's hard to tell. From one month, it's one thing. The next month, it's another. So... It just doesn't seem like anything's settling down at the moment. You can see signs of, of, obviously, with interest rates rising and things like that, it will put a little bit more pressure on the consumer, on the the construction consumer, um, Mm -hmm. and that could possibly slow some things down, but it's hard telling. How are you dealing with it right now? So right now, kind of a a day at a time, trying to stay ahead of things. Um, You really have to be, uh, kind of think outside the box on some things, and 
Uh, you really have to rely on those relationships that you've built over the years, especially with the subcontractor community, because they're the ones with their ears to the ground, and they're experiencing that in their specialty markets. So um, the electricians know exactly what we're missing or what's coming up. You know, is, is low-voltage cabling going to become an issue, things like that. Really tapping into those resources, that's, that's where you get the, the real, I'd say, uh, uh, the, the close information that 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 good information so staying in touch with the team members and understanding what's going on in the mechanical electrical interior finish exterior finish those are all different worlds and all different materials and 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 it's all over the place yeah every time you uh put a project out for bid um you want to know those things you want to talk to those contractors what do you what what are you feeling right now what are you seeing what are the issues how, how has it been going with owner relations in that regard? Because I know that it's difficult, the spot that you're in, to try to put together that information from the subcontractors yeah. and coordinate that all and help meet architectural and owner expectations. Yeah, so that's our job. It's our job to help them mitigate those risks. So I think I, I'm a firm believer the sooner we know about the truth, the sooner we can deal with it. Right. Um, so there's no reason to, in my opinion, to hide anything or to hold any information back. I think the more collaborative and forthcoming you can be with those clients and let them know what you're doing to mitigate those things for them or make recommendations for them uh, on what we can do to maybe make the construction process go a little bit smoother, that's what we need to do. And that's really where the name of your company comes in, that is Construction Services. That's right. That's right. You're providing that service That's to right. them to help them put reality and expectations in alignment. That's right. Um, they could go anywhere. St. Louis is a big market. We all know that there's a lot of contractors in this area. You have to set yourself apart and uh, build that trust and, and do those things that you say that you're going to do. Now, with everything you're involved in, Mike, with your family and with Holland Construction Services and everything, what drove you to participate in AGC and agree to be on our board of directors? Well, Len uh, basically walked up to me, grabbed my arm, twisted it, and put it. Be- no, <laughs> I'm not that strong. <laughs> no, Come on, <laughs> no, no. It was back, gosh, 2016. I became director of operations at Holland, and my leader, Mike Marshall, came to me and said, "Hey, you know, there's this board. I think you should join this." Um, so I did, and uh, it took me a while to to get uh, you know acclimated to understand everything that AGC did for us. So over the years, I felt like, man, this is a great organization to be a part of because like, look at all these things that they do for the construction community. Um, they're really an advocate for us, and being involved on this board really gives me that insight and to be able to take back to our company. Uh, to all the people who may have been in my shoes at that time and say, hey, this is what's going on in the construction community. Not only that, but uh, some of the connections that I've made through other contractors that maybe I wouldn't have made had I not been on part of the board uh, has been great. So whether it's other contractors or our quarterly meetings with SLCCC, um, just those things have been uh, have been good experiences for me. So that's why I continue to be a part of it. So being able to take some of the information out of the boardroom back to your team has helped you as a business make some decisions. That's right. That's right. Or just hearing some of those things, some of those lessons learned from other contractors 
we do get to collaborate in those meetings. And how often do competitors get to collaborate? Very it's a, true. It's a great venue for that. Very true. Any big surprises as you've been on the board? Well, I was never one to really get into politics. So as, as I came through over the years, I just learned more and more about how much AGC is involved in Jeff City and, and all those things and driving some of this, helping to drive some of those decisions and, and really lobbying for, our, for the construction community. Yeah, it's a, one of those things that people really, you don't want to get involved in it, but unfortunately it has a huge impact on your business not just in Jeff City, but Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and government has more and more of an impact on your business every day. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I think that uh, going back to the downturn, 08, 09, that's, uh, you know, there was a lot of publicly funded work at that time. So that government does have a big impact on, on what we do. And then there's ever, all the issues we go through every quarter just things that are upcoming issues that AGC is working on gives you insight on what might be coming and what we would be need to be prepared for. So that way it's just not hitting you in the face one day when a, when a law gets passed. So it's sort of help you from the information side and from the relationship side. Absolutely. Well, that's great, Mike. I appreciate your involvement in it and I appreciate Hollins. And I know Mike was on our board in the past, and I know Mike added a lot also. So you guys have been great partners in HEC. Well, thanks for allowing us to be. Thanks. All right. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.